Hello and welcome to the Atomic Impact Podcast designed to help business owners and leaders with short atomic episodes to impact your business for marketing, sales, business growth, personal growth, and much, much more. I'm your host, Jason Osborne, and I'm looking forward for your business and life to be positively impacted by this podcast. And as a thank you, just for listening, I'd like to give you free access to my LinkedIn mini course to help you get on the right track with LinkedIn to generate high quality leads without being spammy. All you need to do is go to www.impactforleads.com to get immediate access. Now, let's jump into today's episode. Hey everybody, it is Jason here again with the Atomic Impact Podcast. And on today's show, I have Sophie Thorne on, and I'm really, really excited about Sophie being on the show today. Uh, I actually did some work with Sophie uh, with another company that I'm involved with about a year and a half ago, I think, and I was just really impressed with Sophie. She's done some amazing stuff with her business, oh, business is, should I say. And uh, I just, uh, we, I remember we were in a taxi with a couple other people. We're actually in Ireland driving back to um, Shannon Airport. And she was telling me about some of the businesses. Like, man, I was just blown away with what she was doing. So um, Sophie is a serial entrepreneur, a business strategist, and she works with companies, helping them to strategize, scale, uh, create those systems that help them sell, uh, scale, and also really develop that mindset of a CEO, which is just so important. So with all that being said, I want to make sure I give as much time to you, Sophie, as possible. Welcome to the show today. Thanks for having me, Jason. So I am... Uh, there's there's so many things I could just chat with you about business because I love what you do and everything uh, just it's amazing but one of the things that um, you really focus in is helping not only startups but helping businesses scale and so one of the things I'd love to know are what are some of your most important things your top tips that people that you feel people really need to know and able to help them to get to that six figures and beyond in their business So I think what a lot of people are missing is having a true growth strategy in place. And it does not have to be complicated. I think sometimes when you use the word strategy or systems, people sort of get a bit you know, wide-eyed and 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 want to run away. It doesn't have to be complicated, but you need some kind of structure in place to understand where you're at now and where you want to go. And so the number one tip that I give everyone is actually create some sort of plan. Look at what's working, look at what's not been working and create a quarterly plan, a yearly plan, a monthly plan, so you can actually create that line of sight and map out where you want to go. Yeah, absolutely. When when you do see people and you're chatting to companies think, oh, yeah, Sophie, I've got that. I've got that plan. What do you often find is lacking? Because I think sometimes people go, oh, yeah, I've got a business plan, but I know just working with you and the type of work you do. A lot of people don't. I completely agree. So I think there's definitely a big difference between goal setting and a plan. So there are definitely people out there that don't set goals. But I think when you meet people and they say, oh, I've got that, I've got that, what they set, what they really mean is they've set some kind of revenue target for the year or maybe a number of clients they want to work with or a number of units they want to sell. So they have an idea of where they want to go. What they're lacking is a detailed plan. And when I say detailed, I mean really detailed on how to actually get there. If you want to hit X, you know, hundreds of thousands of revenue, how are you actually going to do that? What are the, 
And I don't just mean sales, actually. What are the initiatives that you need to implement in your business in order to hit that? So as an example, if you're looking to double your revenue, it's not just about getting out there and selling more. It's also about having the systems and the back end in place to then service those extra clients or ship those extra units out or whatever it might be. So that's what having a plan in place is. It's not just having let's say a financial target and and a vague idea of how you're going to hit that financial target it's actually being able to wake up every morning day in day out and know what you and if you work with a team anyone in your team is supposed to be working on to ensure that you hit those goals and you hit those targets yeah yeah absolutely and I love what you say. You help people kind of scale to that six figures and beyond. And I know for a lot of startups, depending on the the space, the niche, the industry and all that, you know, six figures can be a kind of that, um, that crown jewel, like, oh, I've, I've finally passed that six figure, particularly for solopreneurs. You know, that's a, kind of a big milestone for solopreneurs. Um, what are some key things to help? Uh, so systems, we've gone that, and, and I know we can go into a lot more depth around that, but um, is what other things do you see people lacking or need to put in place to kind of hit that first six figures? So I think first it's a mindset piece. I'm 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 not massively woo-woo, so I'm I'm quite a logical thinker and and doer, but I I do really think it's about getting your mindset right on how how you're going to hit that. Because honestly, there are lots of different ways to hit six figures or or, or, or or multiple six figures or even seven figures. And you need to understand, and there isn't a right or wrong. So you need to understand what is right or wrong for you, for the kind of lifestyle that you want, for the kind of hours you've got in the day and all of that. So kind of getting your mind in the right place and understanding what is your true goal is going to be kind of that helpful first lens. I think the other thing is not trying to do it all. It's really tempting earlier on to look on Instagram or listen to a podcast and hear about this new marketing strategy or this new thing you should be doing. And honestly, less less is more in this instance. It's like, again, figure out what's working and double down on that. And then when you scale to that six-figure mark or indeed beyond, that's when you can start expanding into other things. So as an example, just to use my own business as an example, when I launched, I did only one-to-one work. So I would only work, you know, me with a client, whether that was a company or whether that was a solopreneur. And I did that for 18 months. I scaled to multiple six figures without ever thinking about group programs or passive income or anything like that. And again, I'm not saying this is the only way. There are lots and lots of different ways of scaling, but I nailed that first, had systems in place, eventually hired a team, had all of that in place. And then I was like, you know what? I would love a group program. And I've now spent, I'm now, I'm running the seventh group for my group program. I launched it last March, so March 2020. I've now spent the past year, you know, just over a year, so 13 months, perfecting that group program. And I will continue to perfect that group program before maybe I move on to the next thing. Now, I'm fairly obsessed with, I guess, what I'd call monotasking. So, you know, the opposite of multitasking, where I'm really focusing on perfecting one thing. And as I said, there isn't a wrong or a right, right way to do it. But I didn't spread myself too thinly. I didn't try and do all of the things. And I think when you're in that earlier stage, you kind of feel like the way to make more money is to run around and doing more things. 
it's actually not. It's to get really, really clear on the things that are working both for you and for your business. And of course, for your ideal client and use that as a springboard to scale to kind of six figures and then multiple six figures. Um, And that extends to us as solopreneurs or CEOs of our businesses. You know, what are things that you could take off your plate that you shouldn't be doing so you can focus on the things that are really working? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love that element of getting really, really clear. And I know I've I've fallen into this. I think entrepreneurs are the worst at that because we see stuff we're like, oh, we can do this. We can do this. We can do this. And I know working with my own clients, oftentimes I just say, just forget about that one thing. Focus on that. Just focus on the one thing. Forget about everything else. Just focus on that. So I love that element and that piece of it. Um, One of the other things that you just mentioned there as well is as you scale, um, not trying to take on everything on your own. Mm -hmm. So as you're growing, you know, you said you've kind of brought teams on what, what's that? Uh, Let me, let me, let me kind of give a little bit example here. I, I know even for myself, whenever I'm trying to scale on things, there's that, that point where you go, Oh, do I actually hire that person? It's going to be that cost. Or do I just keep doing it myself? Because, you know, there's a cost there. Therefore, our revenue or not revenue goes down, but our profit goes down. And but we're hoping that our profit goes up because we're bringing in someone else. So there's always that kind of really interesting balancing act. What where's kind of a good time frame or I don't know. Time frame is relative to loads of stuff. But what's kind of a good point where people can kind of go in and say, cool, let's let's scale this up so you're not doing everything in the company anymore? So the short answer is as soon as possible, but I will kind of qualify that a little bit. So what I mean by as soon as possible is really, you know, there are no prizes for doing it all. And the number one thing that I see when I work with smaller businesses that holds them back is they do not hire soon enough. And so they think they can do it all themselves. And as a result, you know, hiring, just to go on a tangent, hiring the right person, it's not one plus one equals two. If you hire the right person, it's one plus one equals three. So if you're bringing in the right person, even as a freelancer, even as a contract, even if it's just to help you with one project, having that person who is better than you or whatever that thing is should bring exponential returns. Otherwise you've hired the wrong person. And therefore the leap that your business will make as a result is genuinely something you couldn't do on your own. Hence why I say ASAP. However, I recognize that, you know, when money's tight and you're in that kind of early stage and you're maybe a little bit nervous about it, you're not going to kind of go and, I don't know, hire a CMO or a CFO or whatever. You know, I do get that. So what I encourage my clients to do is to sort of think about it on a sliding scale. And that's why I say ASAP, because the first thing or things to delegate is the stuff that you are not good at and that you hate doing, because by the time you have spent time learning how to doing it, Googling how to do it, like, you know, spending six hours on something that should take one hour is definitely, definitely worth outsourcing that. So again, whether that's bringing in sort of, you know, let's say a VA or a general admin person who can just pick up a bunch of that kind of stuff, or it's, I need a graphic designer to make these slides look good. I'm going to go on Fiverr and hire that. Getting into that mindset, and again, it's a mindset thing of delegating those things 
honestly, from day one, if you can, is so, so important. And then from that, you think about continuing to move into what I consider to be a CEO zone of genius. So I think a CEO should be working on things that he or she is naturally really good at, like they've got a natural innate talent, and they should be working on things that are money making. So whether that's servicing clients or going out there and, and bringing in clients. And again, some of those things can eventually be delegated, but I'm thinking in that earlier stage everything else bit by bit needs to be taken off your plate and so really the idea is to start with the stuff that you're you know really bad at and you hate doing and keep kind of moving around that that quadrant if you will until really you're left with the things that only you should be doing and that you're really good at and I know it is scary like I know it's scary to take that leap but honestly it is so so worth it because you free up that time for you to work on actually growing your business and building your business rather than googling how to edit a video or a podcast outro or whatever it might be so that that is the mentality that I really want to encourage listeners to get into yeah I I love it I uh again I'm guilty of it I've done this many times where I just take on too much stuff at the beginning um or or not let go of stuff soon enough um and there's an element I think it's good to be knowledgeable of certain things so you, you know if someone's actually doing a good job or not um but things like I, it's funny, like graphics stuff. I just learned a long time ago. I'm not going to do any graphics. Like I will literally spend hours and hours and hours and still end up with a really crappy graphic. <laughs> you know, Like it doesn't matter how much time, how much videos I watch, it will just be bad. It is not my strength. I just, as soon as I know something like that, boom, I outsource it. And like you said, Fiverr, it's, it's such a cheap place to get stuff done and usually get really good high quality. So massive proponent of stuff like that. When, when it comes to a little bit higher level um, hiring in terms of, you know, outsourcing a graphic and all that, that's really good. But when you're talking a little bit more about maybe uh, organizational management, bringing someone in to kind of help with that, what kind of advice would you have around that sort of thing? So I think it comes back to that thing that I was saying about like that one plus one equals three. That is so important. You need to be hiring an A player and you need to be hiring someone who is better than you at that thing. It, you want to go into a meeting with, let's say, a, a COO or, or that kind of more operational um, side of things and not almost not know what they're talking about. Like you want to bring in the right person who's really able to help you with that side of the business. What they need from you is to be the CEO or whatever role you hold within the business. What you need from them is to go off and do all the things that you can't do. So I think it is really... It can be tempting when you're small or a smaller business to think that... Um, you have to have your fingers in the pie. You know, you've got to really rule the roost and be the best at everything. And you, and as a result, there can be a bit of fear around hiring someone who's actually better than you or more experienced than you. Those are exactly the kind of people that you need. You want someone who has done something that you've not done. You want someone who makes the business more well-rounded. So it's really, really important there to sort of like hire up, hire better and, and to continue to do that. And to, as you grow, to continue and Encourage your man, encourage your managers to do the same thing, so that you end up with a team. You know, whether that's twenty or two hundred people who are all really, really good at what they've been hired to do, and 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 they're better than you know the person who's been hired to do something else, because that is how you're going to truly scale your business. And then you know we could go down a rabbit hole in in terms of how you sort of delegate tasks and and manage that team and and motivate that team. But in terms of the skill set that you're looking for, you're truly looking to fill gaps in your business and 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 look at what 
will help your business to grow and actually to bring it back full circle to that growth plan we're talking about that's part of the reason I suggest that businesses plan where is there a knowledge gap or a skills gap that you maybe need to hire in for and it's really really important that you have that visual of where you want your business to go and what you need to get there yeah yeah absolutely and when you when you look at those types of systems in place as well is there any any tips just as we kind of come up to the kind of close of the podcast, is there any tips in, in terms of systems that you would recommend that people look at? Um, just one or two. I know this is what you do. So we'll let people know how they can get in touch with you. But any tips around that? Yeah. So I think, you know, sometimes when we say systems, I think people think like IT. And obviously I've got some great kind of tech IT systems that I could recommend. But ultimately for me, it's having like a system, you know, the biggest tip, the biggest recommendation is having some kind of system in your business. So I have something that I work on with my clients that I call a playbook. And honestly, it is a Google sheet. It is a Google sheet of all the templates, standard operating procedures, systems, logins, you name it. It's almost like a Bible for my business. And that is the like one of the best systems you can have. Obviously, you can do it in a more sort of tech-enabled way. But for me, it is literally a Google Sheet. It's got three tabs. One tab has all of my reference documents, if you will. So an example of that might be my um, brand colors or my fonts or anything that anyone in my team might need that that kind of you know for reference then I have my template so what's my template if I'm doing a marketing plan what's my template if I'm creating an Instagram post you know what are just the blank templates they're literally just blank sheets and then the third one my most my favorite one is for systems and that is I've got a standard operating procedure for everything that happens in my business. Every launch that I do, every new client onboarding, it's all got a Google doc. And in this spreadsheet, in this playbook, there's a link to that. So the idea being that when you bring someone in new or you go on holiday or whatever, the entire playbook, rule book, guidelines, whatever you want to call it for your business is in one place. And it for me, I'm so, I always think, you know, what would this look like if it was easy? And I'm always trying to build a business that actually isn't just reliant on me as a person and being able to like get stuff out of your head and onto a sheet of paper in this instance is the, is by far the most important system you can have because you can then step out your business, whether that's for holiday or unfortunately something more sinister, which does happen, I'm afraid. And as a result, your business continues to run smoothly. Yeah, yeah. Which just you saying that, uh, it, it makes me know that I need to actually start looking at someone more organizational uh, in, in, in my business as well. Because I, while I'm good at systems in my head, writing all that stuff down, putting it all down, you might as well just take tweezers and pull my fingernails off. You know, it's like, just, just you talking about it. I was literally, my heart started palpitating. I was like, Oh my God, it sounds horrible to do. I was like, I don't have to do it. I can hire someone better than me that can do it for me. I just tell them what we need to get done. So amazing, amazing example, Sophie around that. So, um, I love what you do and I want people to contact you if, if they want any help whatsoever around this. So how can people get in touch with you to learn more about what you're doing? So I tend to hang out most on Instagram and I love a good DM or voice note. So my handle is Mrs. Sophie Thorne with an E. Otherwise, my website's sophiethorne.co.uk. It tells you all about me, all the different ways of working with me. And yeah, if you just let me know that you heard me on this podcast, I'd love to have a chat. Amazing. We'll put all that in the show notes. And I always say this on a lot of other podcasts as well. It's just as Sophie said, don't just send a, a DM or an invite or whatever you're doing. Let her know, hey, I heard you on the podcast. 
and like we're so much better to reply to those types because we know it's actually personalized. So, Sophie, thanks for taking the time out today. Really appreciate uh, you giving so much value on the show today. So thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Atomic Impact Podcast. And as a reminder, please go to www.impactforleads.com to get free access to my LinkedIn mini course to help you get on the right track with LinkedIn to generate high quality leads without being spammy. And please also like and share this episode with others and leave a comment as I'd love to hear from you. This is Jason Osborne and I look forward to sharing the next episode of the Atomic Impact Podcast with you.